welcome to the 14th ever episode of The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? My guest this week is a woman, Ruth Gordon. Hear Ruth's opinion of Peter Gabriel take a nosedive after hearing his performance with Genesis. Marvel at the unmitigated audacity she has in labeling yes as slightly pretentious. Listen to her have the nerve to accuse prog rock of sounding pussyish. All this and more on The Sound of Not Getting Laid. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Diet Soda. Diet Soda. No one knows what's in it, but we drink it anyway. Hi, and welcome to The Sound of Not Getting Laid, <laughs> where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? I don't know, do they? <clears throat> Today I have with me... Ladies and gentlemen, back from the grave, actress, playwright, author... Ruth Gordon. <laughs> uh, how old are you? I'm 51. And what do you do? How the hell do I know? Get off my porch with that thing. Get off my property. You're, uh, you're not very hospitable. Hospitable, my Uh, Where are you from? I'm from Miami, Florida, born that, in Brooklyn. Whereabouts in Brooklyn? Sheepshead Bay. Okay. Grew up in Miami and North Miami and moved back to New York in my early 20s. What kind of music did you listen to in high school going into college years? My mom was all about Tijuana Brass Band and Oliver... Simon and Garfunkel. Oliver? What's Oliver? You never heard Oliver? You mean the the musical? No, the guy. Yeah. Uh, You never heard Oliver? No, no. What what songs? I'm trying to... Oh, my God. I'm trying to think, but I'm I'm sure you know it. He had a big hit. What was it? I can't remember right now. You should Google it. Yeah, I'll look it up. (laughs) And then from my dad, I had... CCR and Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and... But that's the stuff you, like, when you were a kid was on in the house, right? Yes. Yeah. So when you got to, like, high school and you started making decisions about what you wanted to listen to... Well, then it was, um... I had a Steely Dan moment. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That surprises me. Um, but a lot of Led Zeppelin... Growing up in Florida, you had to listen to Leonard Skinner. Um, sure. But then I also like loved Joni Mitchell and. But I think, actually, Led Zeppelin has like been one of my all-time favorites ever since I can remember. Yeah. Well, because when I was a teenager, all there was to do before we could go to bars was go to the midnight movie, which was either showing. Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I liked, but the other theater was showing Song Remains the Same, which I probably saw like a hundred times. Right, right, right. <laughs> the, the concert yeah. film with all that weird, yeah. mystic, uh, wizard imagery <laughs> And at the in. time, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Does it still hold up? Have you seen it recently? No. It's like watching when I watch Jesus Christ Superstar. It doesn't, it doesn't hold, hold up. up. <laughs> well, yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar is a far cry from Led Zeppelin. But, um, so what do you listen to now? I still listen to all that stuff I just said. Uh-huh. 
And then um, when I was going to this new wave club in fire uh, in Miami, which was like the thing called Fire and Ice, it was all about like um, new wave and you know the Cure, Dead Can Dance. Susie and the Banshees, Cocteau Twins, all like that stuff. Uh-huh. And I still have a soft spot in my heart for all that. That's mm-hmm. all on my phone. And especially there was a time where, you know that 4AD label? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. It was like this Mortal Coil, Cocteau Twins, Dead Can Dance. Um, I know all those bands, With yeah. Lisa Frazier, who's like the most amazing singer ever. Do you know her? I don't. We'll, oh, my we'll, God. We'll dial some up after this. Oh, my God, yeah. There's the best video that Mark sent me of this um, song. She Like, she just has the most incredible voice. Like, the best concerts I ever saw was Dead Can Dance. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, incredible. Nice. And I still love that. And then, you know, I hear random shit. Like, when I was working at another place, you know, younger kids... <laughs> As opposed to the older kids. <laughs> exactly. That you hang out with. Would play, you know, they were playing some, like, stuff, and I got totally into that. Like what? I'd have to look on my phone. I can't remember the, I can't remember the name. You can go get your phone and, and dial that up. There's no time limits here. Okay. It's going to take me a second to find it. That's okay. We'll, we'll stop the tape. just talking about punk rock a little bit because I know you're a punk rock fan yes I mean not hardcore punk but I mean the Stooges and um, Dead Kennedy and that stuff I love. when were you listening to that I was listening to it a little back then but I got more into like new wave like we would go there were punk rock places we would go but my my scene was more like that new wave scene. And there was a crossover between a lot yeah. of those bands. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of punk then went into yeah. went into new wave, you know, like bands like the Stranglers and the Damned. Like sort of are you a Damned fan? No, not no. So much. Really? I thought you would like their early stuff. You know, like neat neat neat. I probably would. Uh, Machine Gun Etiquette is a great album. Here's to you. It's my love song. Uh, anyway, uh, right. So, uh, what are you listening to now? I'm still listening to all those things that I said, and then like you know the random weird stuff. You know, I mean, I love like Screaming Jay Hawkins, and I love Johnny Cash. I love Loretta Lynn. I love uh, Johnny Horton. I mean, I. Patsy Klein. Right, right. Right, you have a pretty eclectic uh, taste. I think I do. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to get into the first song here. Uh, It's King Crimson. The album is In the Court of the Crimson King. The song is 21st Century Schizoid Man uh, from 1969. Let's listen. 
jazzy. Yeah, well, that's part of uh, prog rock. Um, as a genre, it was a mixture of like English and Celtic folk music. See, but I feel like the song I know by them that I like doesn't sound like this at all. But what is this song making you think about? This song, really nothing, because I, I don't know this song. Uh-huh. I like it. I don't love it. So what did you think of that? Um, I liked it for a couple minutes. <laughs> it could have ended... <laughs> Couple minutes ago for me. You think they could have they could have uh, uh, timed out earlier? Yeah, like it's funny if it ended like after a minute or two, I would have asked you to text me the song and I'd put it on my phone. <laughs> so, so that middle section where they were doing all that noodling, you you, you could have done without that. Yeah, it's a little overindulgent. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, did it? Did it evoke any uh, emotional response? No. No, not at all. Is um, being annoyed uh, an emotional response? Yes. I mean, at the end, irritation. It got, it, yeah. Irritation. It got a bit much for me at the end. Uh huh. Yeah. It was. It, it didn't sound so nice to me at the end. It's it's a very tense song. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving along, uh, we're going to Genesis. Okay. Um, this is 1971. Um, well, my mom loved Genesis, so I should know most of these songs. Actually, I think she was listening more to Phil Collins. <laughs> right, because <laughs> yeah. after 1974, I think, uh, after uh, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, which was uh, Peter Gabriel's last album with them, Phil Collins took over the vocals. Right. Um, but this is when um, Peter's still front in the band and the band was was kind of collaborating on these songs whereas Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is really more like Peter Gabriel's first solo album it was his I love Peter Gabriel do you well I love that soundtrack he did what was the soundtrack he did was it Last Temptation of Christ or one of I those I think he did yeah which was amazing like yeah. that's on my phone it's in, it's incredible yeah, I mean, he's, you know... But, he, but I love that. Like, I don't listen to a lot of his music, that he, like, on his own, like, his thing. His, his, it, his solo records. Yeah, but like, that... Like, so... But that um, that soundtrack, I love. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, he's done some amazing work. Um, uh, for, for me, I like his solo work better than Phil Collins' solo work. Well, I would suspect that I would, too, knowing... The little that I know. Like, I've never been a big Phil Collins fan. Who is? Yeah. <laughs> My mother. <laughs> really? So she likes all that, like, you know, there's a lonely man. Yeah, she loves all that. Well, that was Genesis, actually. And then, what did he Su 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> and what was the, ah, I can't dance. Ah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is uh, Genesis with Peter Gabriel, and uh, it was still, they were still collaborating at this point, so it was, it was a, uh, a combined effort. Here's what the band looked like in 1971. 
which ones? I don't have my glasses. Point out which ones. Well, Peter the, it, Gabriel. The, the, the names are there. I know. I, to, I said I don't have my glasses. Didn't you I go get your it. glasses when we took no, a break? No, I, I didn't. All right. <laughs> I'm going to stop the tape. What's that? He was so cute when he was young. Who was? Phil Collins. Oh, and Pete, look at Peter Gabriel. He was so cute. With his uh, reverse mohawk. Oh, my God. That's so cute. And Steve Hackett. He looks like a Steve Hackett. <laughs> Do you actually know who Steve Hackett is? No idea. Uh, he was the uh, guitar player for Genesis. But if someone was going to have glasses, like Steve Hackett would be the one. Yeah, he's got the big <laughs> nerd glasses in that <laughs> one. Not too dissimilar from your glasses right now. Yeah, very true. And, uh, but I'm you know, 51. Right. He was like 27 <laughs> or something uh, in this picture. Um, yeah. P Peter's, does Peter have the reverse mohawk in that one? I don't remember. Where he shaved it in the middle? No, I don't see a oh, reverse okay. mohawk on anyone. He did that. He did that uh, shortly after this. Oh, funny. Let me... So anyway, uh, here's the, uh, the sleeve for that one. Um, oh, wow. We're going to move on to um, Genesis with Peter Gabriel, uh, 1971. The album is Nursery Crime. Uh, the song is The Return of the Giant Hogweed. I don't know if I know any of these songs. You probably don't. These, a lot of these didn't get airplay. Um, I, I could have gone with, like, Watcher of the Skies or something like that, but I don't even know if you know that song. No, that I don't think Fox so. That was on Foxtrot, the album after this. You, uh, the, a lot of no, this... No, this wasn't in my radar a lot like right it wasn't for me either like i'm fairly new to genesis so um and some some may say i picked the wrong song but <laughs> i i picked it based on how it flows with these other songs so um you know it, it's 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 very much i don't know fuck it who cares um so yeah genesis with peter gabriel nursery crime Return of the Giant Hogweed, 1971. Here we go. Like, you, already you've said you don't like this. Yeah. Why is that? What What is irritating about it for you? Well, it almost makes me uncomfortable. Like, it, it it's just... You know, like, I like loud, hard music, but I guess it has to have the right beat for me, for lack of a better word. Like, this is this just is honestly, like, annoying to me. Uh-huh. But what about it is annoying? That. That right there. That's very annoying. Because uh -huh. you weren't <laughs> expecting that. Yeah, it's just, it's not... A lot of this stuff is very unpredictable. Yeah. And a lot of but, people but find that But unpredictable in an annoying way. Uh -huh. Like, it, I don't, like, I... Like, there's a surprise, but it's it's not pleasurable. It's not a good surprise. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like if somebody set up a surprise party for you for your birthday, and you hate celebrating your birthday. Exactly. I'd have to say I like this song the least of all the songs you've played. Well, we've only, this is the second song. 
Okay, well. We're not very far in yet. I know. It seems like an eternity because that last song seemed like three songs in one. Yeah, I don't like this at all. I mean, I, I, I don't. Well, how long is this song? Close to eight minutes. Uh, really? Eight minutes and ten seconds. Okay, then I'm doing that. Yeah. That's a big no. Oh, that was a big, big fat no. For Genesis with Peter Gabriel in 1971. Yeah. I'm almost, I wish I didn't hear that because I, I like Peter Gabriel more before I heard that song. <laughs> Have I tarnished your uh, your view of a Peter little, Gabriel? A little bit. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. Well, he was a young, angry man at this point, so he, he, he grew up. A y- angry, annoying man. <laughs> I mean, is there such a thing as an angry, soothing man? I have to think about it. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, not. I guess on a certain level, right, some women are attracted to men who well, are aggressive. Well, angry could be very sexy. Right. Angry, annoying is not sexy. Right. His anger here, his right. angst is, is not No. the panties are It's dry. not a panty dropper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, fair enough. Um, Next up, we're going to, uh, same year, 1971, uh, yes. Well, I like this picture a lot. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, let's just, uh, for the audience's sake, uh, Lisa's looking at a picture of Rick Wakeman in a... Um, and this picture is awesome. In his golden sequined cape. Okay. This and his, <laughs> what do you what do you call those? Was that a rattan chair? That was yes, you would call that a rattan chair. I think my mother had one of those at some point. I think we and all. And my did, mother yeah. actually had a caftan too, but it wasn't glittered like. <laughs> but what's a caftan? A caftan is kind of like what this is. It's like, like otherwise known as a muumu. No, not a cape. A cape. Well, that's a cape because it opens in the front. No, but a cape doesn't go down to the floor. A cape like okay. hits at your. So what hip. would you call this if it opens in the front and it goes down to the floor? Because he played. If you look at the other picture, he's wearing it on stage. He was able to play. Honestly, I still feel like it's some form form of caftan. Because okay. a caftan is like, you know, the big no arm, like you know, no real arm holes, like very loose. Believe me, I grew up. <laughs> I'm going to defer to your wisdom my on this. Mother, my mother probably has 50 caftans. <laughs> does she have one like that? She does not have one like oh. this, but maybe I should get her one. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a, a Rick Wakeman uh, signature <laughs> yeah. caftan. But it's, I just, like, it's genius with this in the, ca- in the rattan chairs. And he's I like, he's it. like in a lawn. In a lawn. He's not on stage. No. He's just rocking that. <laughs> What's up with that? No, I love this. All right. Well, I'm sold from the picture. But uh, here's 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 the band. Uh, around the, around the time this album was being recorded, I like. Uh, Look how cute everyone was in the '70s. You think these guys are cute? They were a good-looking yeah, band. They all, yeah, all, they all look cute. <laughs> <laughs> Even Genesis looked cute? Yes, in that picture they did. They just didn't sound yeah. good. No. No. So if you met those guys in a bar, oh, you, yeah. you'd go home with them. I'd be all over it. Uh, but if they put their record on, you'd be like, no, I'm leaving. 
kind of. <laughs> the album is fragile. The band is yes. The year is 1971. The song is roundabout. Oh, that song I know. Yeah. So here's the, the sleeve there with artwork by uh, Mr. Roger Dean. I'm sure you're familiar with his work. Uh, he did a lot of album covers. I'm not familiar with his name, but if he did a lot of album covers, I'm sure I... He designed the Yes logo. Oh, wow. Um, okay. He, he did album covers for Asia, for... Asia. Uh, <laughs> well, Asia was born out of prog rock. Uh, I, know, I don't like the, them either. The lead singer was John Wetton, who was in uh, King Crimson. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, the guitar player is Steve Howe, who was in this, yes. And uh, I, I can't remember. Jeff Downs was the keyboard player. I can't remember what band he was in. I, I don't remember the drummer. Who cares about drummers? Um, all right. So without further ado, here we go. Roundabout. I think we just lit cigarettes in stereo. That was <laughs> we awesome. Did. <laughs> that part is so funny. A little silly synth part there. <laughs> what? There's something about this music. It's just, just like. I don't know. I'm trying like. Were they trying to do like more storytelling? Like, like. It just seems so. I don't even know the right word. Well, they're certainly not making any sort of political statements. You know, it's not. It's not like. There was a lot of escapism, you know, creating realms and worlds and about wizards and exactly weird shit, like, exactly. you know, like it reminds you of Tolkien novels. But like on a certain level, it's there. It's it's kind of it sounds kind of silly to me. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yelling. No, because I mean, you could say it's slightly pretentious. Slightly. <laughs> yeah. What year did this come out? 71. Oh, yeah, it was only six years old. But I totally remember this song. Well, because it got airplay for years yeah. after that, yeah. But I, I remember hearing this all the time, and I mean, not, I'm not loving it then. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you haven't timed out yet. You haven't timed out. Oh, no, out. I don't mind it. You know, probably more because of brings back a lot of memories and I don't even have it on my phone so I honestly haven't heard this song for probably years 30 years wow so and I don't hate it I just don't love it I mean right let's put it this way it's not going on my phone <laughs> right Thoughts. That was nice. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But. But it's not going on my phone. No. <laughs> You're not going to dial that up. Also, I think those first two songs were like, this is like 
you know. It gets more ear friendly as it goes along. Okay. And, and these guys, you know, they did a really nice production. This stuff was really polished. Yeah, no, even I can get that. The production right. values, like. Right. <laughs> but but uh, but ultimately, it's a no. It's a no. Okay. Uh, next up, we're going to hear Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, um, kind of a super group of yes. prog rock. Uh, know them. Greg Lake, uh, who we heard in the first song, was in King Crimson. He left King Crimson to join ELP. Okay. Uh, uh, Keith Emerson was in The Nice. Um, Don't know them. Uh, they had a hit with, um, they did a version of America. really? Yeah. And uh, Carl Palmer came from the crazy world of Arthur Brown. Don't know that. Fire. Oh, da, yes. da, da, I'll take you. Like, I love that song. You do know that. Actually, yeah. see, now that song I should put on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I might I might have an MP3. I'll, I'll send you one. Anyway, uh, the, um, the album is called Brain Salad Surgery. Well, I like the name. And uh, here's, the, uh, here's the cover. Uh, the artwork was done by, uh, you may recognize this artist, um, uh, that's Upside Down. Well, I didn't get my glasses on yet. There you go. <laughs> so that's H.R. Geiger. Oh, wow, this is a great album cover. Right? Beautiful. Yeah, amazing. And with the nice die cut, it's a beautiful printed wow, piece. Wow, that's really beautiful. Yeah. I've never seen that before. So um, there's an insert here that I think is important to li- to look at. Is that the band? Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, God, that is so funny. I love, like, the soft focus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this this album, they they kind of got super... This It's a concept album. They got super self-indulgent. Um, well, that was... I mean, that wasn't that kind of a running theme of the time? Yeah, I mean, you know, there were... There were, ba- you know, of course, the Beatles, you know, were one of the first bands to do a concept album, uh, like Sgt. Pepper. Um, and uh, you had bands like Pink Floyd. That the Wall. The Wall, yeah. Dark Tommy. Si- Dark Side of the- Tommy, rock opera. Uh, but the, the, they didn't fit the criteria of prog rock. You know, they didn't have all of those elements. But these guys, you know, had those elements, and they were trying to make a... You know, and this one is is more. Um, it's more like a classical record in that you know there's there's really long pieces that have uh, uh, you know different impressions and movements. You know, like a like a Bach or a Beethoven, more like more like Beethoven or Mozart or something like that. Uh, I think I think Keith Emerson fancied himself uh, more of a classical composer, but he was also oh. a really good jazz player. Um, but anyway, uh, let me not pepper your opinion <laughs> too much. Let's just listen to <laughs> Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> Carnival Nine, First Impression, Part One. No, you know what it is, Matt? I just... I think I was right. I just don't like prog rock. If this is prog rock. This is definitely prog rock. I don't like it. 
I mean, we talked about this a lot at work mm-hmm. had, while smoking. Right. And I didn't even have, like, this much knowledge of prog rock. Right. Until you Which told is me. Too much. I, first of all, I didn't even know what prog rock was until you told me the, the what bands were in it. And the, right. the ones that I knew I didn't like. So I still don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> But even, even though you don't like this, part of my goal here is to, to find out why. I mean, I don't know. Like, at the risk of sounding like an asshole, like, why don't you like a painting, you know? like I, Well, sure, it's totally... Like, I, it, right. like, I just don't like... Like, I just... I just find this irritating. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But but why? What about it irritates you? I don't know. You because like I said before, like I like I like certain really hard music, you know. So it's not, and I like soft. I mean, I feel like I like some music in almost every genre. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I could find prog rock songs I'm that you sure like. I'm sure you could. I'm sure like you could. Lucky Man. I didn't you think like I like. Yes, and I didn't think I liked jazz before. We listened to Lee Morgan, we, yes. the Sidewinder. Yeah, it's I don't know. I like I'm not articulate enough, I guess, to put it in words. But it's just I. It's there's nothing I like about it. Nothing. I feel like I'm listening to like a bad rock opera or something. Fair enough. Yeah, this is kind of like an opera. Yeah. It's big, grandiose, has all these movements. I hate, isn't this just like a synthesizer? Yep, Is that what you call that? Yep, I hate yep. that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that in prog rock. But hate you that. liked it in the Yes song. You know, when he was going... Okay, like, first of all, let's put this into context. Okay. Liked it, not loved it. Well. And also liked it because it brought back a lot of memories. Right. I, I still said I wouldn't put it on my phone. Right. Like, it's nice to hear once in 20 years. Right. You had a little <laughs> nostalgic moment. Yeah, but, but it can't. If you put it on tomorrow, you'll be like, ew, no. Yes, I would fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should I hit this? <laughs> This one is really not popular with the ladies. As opposed to the other ones you were playing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, can't wait. Um, yeah, I think the first song gets, gets decent reception. The second song, nobody likes. The third song gets decent reception. This one doesn't. And the last song is a mixed bag so far. Um. But yeah, that's got another four minutes to go. But weren't we talking about this too, that you said most women don't like prog rock? Well, that's the premise of the whole podcast. But why why do you think that is? That's what I'm trying to find out. It lacks a certain passion. It doesn't speak to this chakra. It's not sexy. It's It's not not sexy at all. Like you would never want to listen to this having sex. Good point. (laughs) And that's that's something that's come up. Not that that's like, you know... The only thing that makes music good, but 
yeah, I do. yeah. There's wow. There's just something about it that I found. So but there's weird a lot of music you wouldn't put on if you if you want to get busy, right? Well, that's true. I mean, I'm not going to put Motorhead on or something. <laughs> but but that's sexier than this. It's sex. It's right. Okay, it's still sexier than this. Lemmy's mold. Because he's sex. Like that. Like it's just. I don't know. There's just something about this that I find so distasteful. <laughs> Before we talked, like, I would think all guys would hate this shit, because to me it sounds kind of pussy-ish. <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounds like something women should like. Like, it just, like, I don't know. It's I'm surprised guys like this music. <laughs> you think more women should like this? You're surprised that anyone likes. But it. I wouldn't say guy. Like to me, like when I listen to, like I, I, I don't envision like guys at a concert. Like, oh yeah, like this is great. Okay, but like picture like guys, you know, overweight, tape <laughs> in between their glasses. <laughs> you know, they 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 went to MIT. Okay, yes, maybe, like, those kind of guys that went to MIT and are really smart and get it. Maybe I just don't get it. it it's, it's, I think it definitely appeals more to the, the nerd. intellectual level? Yes, it's very intellectual. Okay, well, it's see, very, you lost me right there. Right, right. It's very heady music. <laughs> yes. It's not, doesn't speak to... No. You don't want to dance to it. No. You don't want to make out to it. No. It, it, it's almost too distracting for that. Well, in music, I like, I feel, okay, maybe this says something more. Like, it puts me in a mood, you know, like, whether it's a yes. nostalgic mood or a sad mood or a happy mood. This just, like, I feel like it jars my nerves. Like, it just is, un, <laughs> it's like, it's just, right. it's, it's not ear friendly. It's not, it. It's not ear friendly. It's, it's not, not relaxing. It's not, but I don't, but it doesn't have to be relaxing. I like music that's not relaxing. This True. just does um, nothing good for my soul. Okay. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving along, the last tune is Rush. <laughs> and we're jumping ahead to 1981. Okay. Uh, I the know album Rush. Is, I, I'm well aware of Rush. Uh-huh. The album is Moving Pictures. Okay. The song is Tom Sawyer. I can already tell you I hate this much less than the others. Okay. Because <laughs> you're familiar with this song. Oh, totally. I mean, this was playing on the radio when I it was growing up. It still plays on the radio, sure. But still, then and now, never a big fan of this song. Uh-huh. But let's and, listen to it. <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. So, uh, Rush, uh, 1981, Moving Pictures. Uh, the song is Tom Sawyer. funny is I always thought that I didn't like these bands with these singers with the high voices because uh -huh. that's not sexy to me. Well, what about Robert Plant? I, that, well, I was just going to say that. Like, I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin. I'm like, oh my God, he has like the highest voice. Like, I, I was listening to a song at the gym. Maybe it was Cashmere or something. I'm like, oh my God, his voice is so ridiculously high and not like sexy but 
But it, but he was very sexy. A lot of chicks loved him. Yeah. Well, maybe because it was like his stage presence, too, and maybe because the music itself was so much sexier. Yes. Like totally. this is an unsexy voice with an unsexy song, you know. Right. Like Led Zeppelin was very blues influenced, so, so it spoke to your gut. Yeah. It spoke to your, your yeah. you know. But Robert Plant, like, I would think, like, that's a voice I would hate, you know, because I, I usually like really raspy, right. sexy kind of voices. But you like Robert Plant. Well, I don't necessarily like Robert Plant. I like Led Zeppelin. So, but I guess my point is, in the context of Led Zeppelin, his voice doesn't offend you. No. Even though he's in the same register. Exactly. And that's like right kind now. of an epiphany I had uh, <laughs> the right. other day listening to, to him. Well, and honestly, the, the voices I love are like Lee Hazelwood, mm -hmm. Frank Sinatra, Leonard Cohen. Like, those are like just going on singers. voices like yeah. those are the more tenor yeah yeah johnny cash johnny cash iggy pop, iggy pop. jim morris it, they're yeah. all tenors yeah yeah so maybe i love led zeppelin in spite of robert Like if a, because if a guy came up to you at a bar and talked to you in that voice, well, he doesn't. His speaking voice isn't quite that ridiculous, but yeah, right. But hey, you know he's married with kids. Somebody. Well, I'm, well of this course guy. he's a rock star. Yeah. So, so thoughts on on the boys from Canada? Rush? Yeah. Don't like them. No. No. Not a fan. Right. I but I never was. I didn't think tonight would change that. <laughs> right. Right. Sure. Sure. So, uh... Matt? Do you like prog rock? I can definitively say I do not. Thanks. <laughs> this was fun. <laughs> well, it's time to wrap it up, folks. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. We got an I can definitively say I do not from Ruth on the subject of Prague. I'd like to thank my guest, Ruth Gordon. Without her, I would have actually prepared a meal for my Thanksgiving guests. Sorry, guys. I hope the Chinese food wasn't too much of a letdown. And a special thanks to you, the listener. Because as we all know, if a podcast is playing in the woods and no one's around to hear it, it sucks. 